Welcome back to The Draw Pod with me, your host, Elise. In this episode, I'll be chatting while doing a drawing of some plants and kind of a scene that I saw on a recent hike to Mount Bunnell, which is this cute little spot in Austin. If you're new here, this is a visual podcast where I draw something and chat with you as I go. You really don't have to watch the video to know what's going on, and if you prefer to listen to it on a podcast app, it's available pretty much everywhere. If you want to watch the YouTube video, though, check out my channel, which is linked in the description of this podcast. And to see the final image, check out my art Instagram, at Elise Draws. Oh, it's at Elise underscore Draws. It's in the description of this pod. Also, and finally, if you like what I'm doing and you would like to show your support, please like this video if you're watching on YouTube or give it a nice rating on Apple Podcasts. So, today it is a lovely day. It's kind of rainy outside now. Over the past few hours, I guess, or the past day, we've been receiving like a little bit of rain here and there, but not a ton. It's been teasing us. So, now we're getting a little bit of rain and that's really nice. I like a good rainy day, especially because, you know, fall is starting tomorrow. I guess whenever I'm listening, when I'm recording this, whenever you're listening to this, it's already been fall for a while, but the I think autumnal autumnal equinox is happening tomorrow, so very exciting. Anyway, the topic of today's episode is my favorite meals to make in college. I love to cook and I really used it to procrastinate in college. It's one of those things that, you know, I like to call productive procrastination. I would do my laundry instead of doing my homework or, you know, I'd clean out the dishwasher instead of writing an essay that I really, really needed to write. Um, One of my favorite hobbies in college. (laughs) Maybe you'll add some of these ideas to your own college menu or maybe it'll just inspire you to cook something new. Before we get into that topic, though, we have to go through each of the weekly segments of my show, which are a life update, something new I learned, and a book update. So, as for my life update, we've got a few things this week to talk about. Um, One big one being I hit 300 subscribers on my YouTube channel, and I am very excited about that. I feel like I just hit 200 the other day, and I'm not saying I'm growing fast by any means, but I just am really excited that I'm getting together a nice group of people who I guess are watching and enjoying my content. It makes me feel very good. I like sharing things with the world, so... That was a big achievement. I also have started running again, somewhat. I don't know, I really just want to be able to run without my heart rate going crazy. Like, just run for like 15 minutes. That is all I ask. Um, I mean, I would like to do a little more than 15 minutes, but that's kind of my goal for right now. Um, So it's been, as I'm recording this, it is day two of me trying to run again. And all I do is after my walks, I just go for a little run for about 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes after my walk. And I just try to go at a pretty slow pace, just paying attention to how I'm feeling. And hopefully I'll be able to build up a lot more endurance from there. You know, I walk a really long distance every single morning. So I guess for some reason in my brain, I was thinking I can just run easily, right? I walk like three to four miles every day. No, it doesn't translate. Um... So that's a fun thing I'm starting up and just kind of adding on a little bit to my exercise every day. But it does make me feel really good and kind of refreshed. I, as I mentioned before, I really like kind of rainy weather. I really like the change in the season. You know I'm a fall girl, but 
Um, running in cold weather is something that I really, really enjoy doing. It kind of reminds me of when I played soccer in high school, which was pretty much a winter sport. And it also reminds me of just times I would go for runs, which generally would happen in the winter. So I am really excited to hopefully build up some more endurance and go on some nice runs this fall. Um, I am also making a lot of exciting videos this week. That's been a fun thing. I'm, you know, I've reached the point, you know, I've mentioned over the past few episodes that I pre-recorded a lot of content, but now I'm getting back to that. That's how I like to work. But now this week is kind of that week of, I have so many things to record, but I, I did, I filmed a night routine, which feels like I'm in 2016 YouTube, honestly, before 2016 YouTube, but they're pretty easy to film and they're fun to film and I guess people really like to watch them. So I did that. I'm also going to film a Spanish update because I'm really proud of my progress and I kind of wanted to make an update video at the halfway mark. I've learned a lot of new words. I've listened to a lot of Spanish and I feel like I'm definitely improving. And the other video I'm going to make is kind of like a studio tour. So those are some previews of what's on my YouTube channel coming up. Um, and then let's see, I hiked Mount Bunnell which was fun. That's kind of the, if you're watching the podcast on my YouTube channel, this is the drawing that's from this experience. I took a few pictures there and I hiked it, which it's not a big hike, but I kind of went up and down with some kids that I was watching and that was really fun. Um, but I am surprisingly sore from it. I, um, I went on this hike about like maybe four days ago and for the two days after that, I was painfully sore. Like I, I, and I was shocked because I didn't think I had done anything that crazy, but I really was doing a lot of kind of crouching and dodging branches and leaves and kind of when you're also climbing terrain at the same time, I guess it's a pretty good leg workout. So that was really fun. I want to do more hikes moving forward. Um, and Two more little updates. Uh, I made homemade pasta last week and it gets easier every time, I have to tell you. I mean, that's how things are with most things in life that you try and you struggle with at first, but I found a good recipe that kind of gave me better instructions than the last time I tried to make them. I think the first time I tried to make pasta using this machine, I tried making tortellini, which is just, that was such a advanced thing to do for my first time using this pasta maker on my own, anyway. So I just made plain noodles this time. They were delicious. I've used them over the past few days. And yesterday I even made like a stir fry and made those noodles and put them in it. And it was so delicious. So I did that. And the last exciting thing is that I'm almost done with my bullet journal and my journal that I write in every day. Um, I've started this, I started this journal in July like early July. And I had another journal before then, which is chock full of very interesting content because it ranged from like November to June. So that, that, that was a really interesting time period, but I'm excited. I just bought my new journal. I really like, I, I, I invested pretty nice journals. I just like to have them. They look nice on my shelf. They kind of look like I wrote a book or something and I like flipping through them even now, but I, I use moleskin journals for my writing and just kind of taking notes every day on my life and what's going on. And then for my bullet journal, I cannot pronounce the name to save my life, but I can link it in this podcast. It's like the Letrum 90 something. I'm very bad at this, um, but it is a really great bullet journal. It's just the basic bullet journal. If you just look up like the original bullet journal, that's it. Anyway, very exciting. Okay, something new I learned 
Um, I learned that if I ask my Google Home to tell me a fun fact, it will read something random from Wikipedia, and I love that. I'm obsessed with it. It's my new favorite thing to do. <laughs> Before I go to bed, I will, like, constantly, like, like, over and over again, ask it to tell me a fun fact, and I am accumulating lots of bits of knowledge here and there. Um, they're very fun, and I, you know, I can't tell you what new things I've learned off the top of my head right now, but I'm hoping that it's really seeping into my brain those last few minutes before I'm falling asleep and going to bed. Um, so yeah, that's something new I learned. And this week I am relearning the subjunctive tense in Spanish, and I'm a bit nervous about it. It's a long chapter in this like textbook that I'm following, and the tense has always been hard for me. We've had a tense relationship. <laughs> Um, well, I love my comedy podcast. Anyway, um, yeah, subjunctive, if, you know, I'm just going to go into a brief little tangent about the Spanish language for a moment. Um, it's, it's a weird tense that I just don't always know how to use or, like, know the context for it, because I'm, like, I'm already struggling in the normal tenses, like, the infinitive, or not infinitive, but just, like, the present and all of that, and I don't even have all the words in my head right now. But anyway, a subjunctive is when you're kind of talking about something a little less concrete, like I hope something, I doubt something, I wish something, things like that. But like, and, and you don't see it like super often, but like when I'm reading articles like from the New York Times, because that's like, I read that New York Times in Spanish pretty frequently. And I just see like one word and I'm like, there's the subjunctive, would not have guessed to use it anyway. That that's my Spanish tangent, but I'm really enjoying learning Spanish and practicing it again. It's one of my one of my favorite things to do. It's been a really fun hobby that's been different from a lot of the other creative things I've been working on. So now for my book update, I wrote on here that I finished the Renaissance Soul because I wanted to have finished it by now, but I am not finished yet. I'm getting there. It's still pretty good. It's okay. I'm not really taking the time to really pause and do all the activities in it, but that's okay. I mean, it's been interesting. I started reading this other book um, about Picasso and Matisse, and I cannot pronounce the name of it. Also, it's a French name. It's called like In Montmartre or something. I just found it in the Libby, um, the Libby store or the Libby shelf library, whatever, at one of my local public libraries. And it seemed interesting, but it's really long and it's really hard to get through. So I don't think I'll finish it, which is sad because I haven't like not finished a book that I've started reading before. Or I mean, like in a really long time, I always finally get to finishing it, but I've, it's going back to the library in four days and I'm about 7% done with it. So we'll see if I can re-download it or something, who knows. Um, but I think the next book for me is probably either um, the third Alpha's book or um, reading Moral Ground, like finally like dedicating my time to reading it. It's like a big book about a lot of essays about um, our like kind of the moral argument for taking care of our planet. Really interesting. But yeah, so I might read one of those or read one of the many books from Libby that I reserve in the library or I put a hold on because I, you know, I, I know it's gonna, it says like seven weeks until it's ready. And then it surprises me and it throws my whole reading schedule off. So anyway, I need, <laughs> I need to figure out the book situation and I need to read more because I haven't read as much this past week. I think I've been focusing a lot more on making art which has been really good. So I like that a lot. Um, 
Okay, now we're going to get into the specific episode topic that I decided to talk about today, and that is food. One of my favorite things, but my favorite meals to make in college. So the first meal that I found myself making a lot close to the end of college was fried rice. And I guess before I get into that, I want to talk about sort of cooking for myself in college. I was able to thankfully move into um, these apartments that are considered on-campus housing, but they're like away from campus and they have kitchens. And Trinity University, where I went to school, they have a three-year residency requirement. I know, it's absolutely crazy. I don't get it. They changed it this year for people living on, or living in San Antonio to go to school because of like COVID. But um, I was able to cook for myself junior year, which is great because me and my friend and I mean, honestly, like our whole suite, like we didn't really enjoy the dining hall food at my school and it didn't fit a lot of our needs. Like my roommate was um, a thousand percent vegetarian, pretty much almost vegan. And the dining hall was not very accommodating for those needs, or at least had the dining hall didn't have many tasty options for what she needed. So um, we were really excited, but yeah, fried rice. That was something that I started cooking more in my senior year. I really enjoy it. I just use a lot of frozen vegetables, which I am not opposed to at all. I think they are amazing. That's kind of mostly what I eat because I just, whenever I was in college, I couldn't guarantee like what I would be eating ever. And I couldn't really follow a strict meal plan because, you know, you might go out to eat with your friends. You might have some pizza at your sorority's recruitment event or something like that. So I didn't want to just have a bunch of vegetables that were fresh that were going to go bad. Or if I just decided for that week, I didn't want to eat a lot of vegetables. I love frozen vegetables, but I just use like frozen broccoli and frozen carrots. I would defrost them. I'd have some rice made. I would make a lot of rice like before the week. And basically, yeah, I mean, you just crack, you just put in the skillet, heat up the veggies, you uh, put in an egg and you kind of cook it with the rice. It's delicious. You can put some tofu in it too, or some chicken or something. Also, to talk about what my dietary things are. I don't eat beef at all, um, but as for other meat, I will eat it occasionally, but whenever, especially whenever I was living on my own, um, I would not really cook meat for myself at all, like very rarely. Um, and that's just because, you know, cooking meat is like kind of a hard, I mean, it's because I'm kind of probably leaning towards being vegetarian soon. I don't know. At some point in my life, I feel like it's going to happen. But I watch a lot of vegetarian and vegan YouTubers, <laughs> which is funny, but, you know, maybe they're slowly converting me. Anyway, um, but I just didn't really like going through the trouble of making meat. And so, and there are tons of delicious vegetarian options. I love Beyond Beef. I feel like I'm getting ahead of myself now, but... <laughs> I mentioned tofu earlier and I, once I got an air fryer, things really changed for me. If you're a college kid and you like to cook, but you don't like to make a big mess, I would highly, highly recommend an air fryer. They are amazing. They changed my life. I just make a lot of broccoli in it and I make a lot of tofu and I make a lot of french fries in it. And that was something I ate a lot. But I also liked this thing that I kind of came up with that I made that was tofu mac, which is just um, the Annie's vegan mac and cheese, which, um, I'd like to take an aside right here to say H-E-B, Central Market, um, Whole Foods. Why don't you sell Annie's vegan mac and cheese? Target sells it, which is weird. 
but just just asking for a friend. That friend is me. I had to order it on Amazon, but I would do that macaroni and cheese mixed with tofu, and it was, like, my favorite food for a while. It was one of those, like, leftover meals that, you know, I was like, well, I have mac and cheese left over, and I made tofu the other day. This is probably going to taste good together, and it did. It's amazing, so... Definitely love that, and I would put my tofu in the air fryer. For me, that's, like, my favorite way to make it. It's amazing. Um, The other thing I have on this list is egg and toast, and I can say that I have proudly, consistently eaten um, two fried eggs on a piece of toast, um, or on two pieces of toast with green Tabasco all over it, basically since the beginning of freshman year of college. Um, I love my egg on toast. I still eat it now. Like for it. So it's been like about four years consistently only eating that for breakfast, except whenever I was in Spain and I had to have Nutella on toast because my senora said, we are not, I am not making eggs every morning for you. And I was like, oh, okay. I didn't realize how breakfast work here in Spain. And you know, they don't really do eggs for breakfast there, but they do eggs for like basically every other meal. So that was cool. Um, I eat a lot of french fries. I kind of touched on this a little bit earlier. I love french fries so much. Um, I eat them basically every day now too, but for a long time, I wouldn't just buy the frozen kind of like I do now. I love frozen crinkle cut fries, but before then I would eat, um, I would make my own using potatoes, obviously. Uh, and there's this great home fry recipe from the minimalist baker. Um, you should look it up. Um, It's like a breakfast potato recipe, but it's basically like you microwave the potatoes for like, I think six minutes and then you, and they're all like wrapped in a paper towel and then you can slice them up and put them into your pan and kind of finish cooking them from there. They're amazing, delicious, made up a decent part of my diet for a while in junior year. The next thing that I would make for lunches pretty frequently that's pretty tasty are tamales and black beans. I would just get the H-E-B tamales, whether they were like chicken or pork or even like the black bean tamales. And I would um, also have my special black bean recipe, which I think is quite delicious. It's honestly, I, I admit it's more like a chili sort of, but what I do is I get like a can of black beans, I get half a can of tomato sauce, and I put them into a pot and let them cook. And I also put in um, a decent amount of onion powder, a decent amount of garlic powder, some salt, some pepper, some chili powder, and some cayenne pepper. And sometimes cumin, jury's still out on how I feel about cumin. I'm really not sure, but yeah. And then you just let it cook and simmer till they're nice and mushy and delicious. So, um, and then I just have that for lunch and I keep it in my little Pyrex container and take it to work. And it was one of my favorite lunches, always delicious, very nutritious. Um, as for my vegetables that I ate, um, I am not the biggest veggie eater, but I have a few vegetables that I love and I can't get enough of them. Broccoli and green beans. Those are like my two favorites. I like carrots too. I like like sugar snap peas that kind of area of stuff, but I would make canned green beans pretty frequently and also eat a lot of broccoli. Um, Air fryer broccoli is my favorite thing ever. You just get your frozen broccoli, you put it in the air fryer for um, about 10 minutes on 370 degrees. Make sure to pay attention to it and it's so good. And I put like lemon pepper seasoning on it, maybe some garlic powder, onion powder, salt, pepper, whatever. Yes, I love it. Um, another meal that I really like to eat a lot, 
were um, tacos. Tacos are a great meal idea when you're in college and you can make them using a lot of different things. Um, you know, I personally don't eat beef, but beyond beef, tacos are absolutely delicious. Sometimes I would kind of make the base, the quote meat of the taco using like a combination of beyond beef and black beans, and then use a taco seasoning on that. And then um, sometimes I'd cook them with red bell peppers, green bell peppers. I'm kind of a little weird about bell peppers. I can eat them in the context of a taco, but um, those are those were delicious. Um, you can also use like ground turkey, ground chicken, um, or just make it. I know, I know my friend Kira just makes a delicious blend. I think she uses quinoa as the base or she used that when we were living together and, um, her tacos always looked very delicious and very good. So, um, yeah, that was a good thing. And the last meal that I wanted to talk about that was like a common thing for me to eat was the HEB turkey meatballs and pasta. And specifically for pasta, I started eating this kind of before I was kicked out of school because of the pandemic, but I really liked, um, I like the Berea, 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 I don't know, um, protein pasta, really great source of protein. It's vegan. Um, double check that, but I'm like 99% sure it's vegan. It's a really good option if you do not eat meat. And if you're trying to get your protein from other sources, it's not, it, it doesn't have like that kind of grainy flavor. And I know like chickpea pasta isn't always the tastiest, but this is um, a pretty high protein pasta. I think using pea protein and we love pea protein in this house. <laughs> So anyway, um, I appreciate you taking the time to listen to me talk about my favorite foods and the foods I ate in college. I hope that you got something out of this episode. If you just enjoy hearing me talk about things, I love that. Um, make sure to, again, leave a review. If you enjoy this podcast, give it a like on YouTube, all that. Um, and I will talk to you next week. I hope you have a wonderful week ahead and I will see you later.